What's going on, all my uh, Spotcast and Anchor, Pocket Cast and Breaker uh, channel members? For all you people out there that are tuning in, um, this is like episode number five, I do believe. For me, it's been something kind of new, but anywho, it's been pretty interesting. It's you know doing podcasts lately. Going to live videos to doing podcasts is kind of like something new to me, you know. And it feels like it's something good. It feels like, you know, it's for the better, you know what I mean? Cutting those videos and stuff out, you know, was like a cancer. Facebook always monitored it and banned you and you know that's I have a very strong affluence against Facebook now I mean I have a Facebook account but like I said I um only have a certain amount of people that I have on there because everybody has a Facebook you know Everybody has a Facebook, so it's easier to keep in contact with people, you know, you mention Anchor or somebody to some, somebody new, and they're like, Anchor? Oh, I've never heard of Anchor. Well, Anchor's part of Spotify, you know what I mean? And when I tell them that, I hope the word spreads like wildfire. I mean, I hope this Anchor podcasting goes completely viral. I hope everybody gets the um, energy and movement and uh, I don't know what you call it, like self-motivation, I guess, to actually start the channel and do it, you know? There's been a lot of crazy things going on in my life. A lot of crazy things and um, <laughs> first thing that we're gonna talk about is sports because I'm sitting over here right now and in my uh, mother's backyard I'm staying at my mother's long story short for a couple days now and um, these baseball players out here are like middle league or minor major league I don't know they're like high schoolers and they play in this ball diamond that's literally right in the backyard of my backyard so <laughs> I sit out here and it's really awesome to sit here and watch some of these young kids coming up but it's also awesome to just sit here with all the lights going on around and uh, sitting out back and kind of enjoying the atmosphere, drinking a few beers, you know, having a hot dog, kind of like Chicago or New York style times. Anyways, I um notice the whole time that I've been watching these uh, players, these kids 
there's been some teams that have been good. There's been some teams that have been great. I mean, on top of their uh, on top of their game, like the pitcher. <clears throat> the first game that I was watching out back here, the pitcher on the red they had a right a white and a red team and. Um, the red team was great. The white team was kind of like shorter. They didn't have longer legs. They couldn't run as fast. They weren't very good at batting or pitching, you know. So the red team dominated them. And then they got done with their game. And another baseball game came on. But I don't know if they finished it. I think they did. I think they just finished it right now. I don't know. But it just seemed like a really short-lived game, you know. But anyways, you are going to see a huge explosion in athletes in this next year. You are going to see something crazy. And the reason why I say that is because everybody's been locked up for a whole year. You know, I mean, you've had some people out there that have been practicing, they've been pitching in their backyard or with their dad or something, you know, but there's other teams that are less fortunate. Maybe, you know, the pitcher on the team doesn't have a dad and he doesn't get the experience and stuff like the other pitcher would. You know, <clears throat> not to mention you gotta, when you're pitching, you gotta know when to release the ball and a whole bunch of other shit, you know. And it seems like a lot of pitchers over here just can't release the ball. They just keep holding on to it, you know, and that's why they're pitching higher, you know, instead of pitching lower. And, um,. Anyways, when this pandemic stuff arises, which is already on the outskirts, you know, there's a lot of states and cities and stuff that are saying, we're done, we're over this, we're lifting the ban. Um, you're going to see a really big change in uh, athletes. You're going to see a real big change in athletes, whether it's the baseball field, the football field, uh, MMA fighting, it doesn't matter. And you're going to have all these people that have been bagged up and put in the corner for a year. And when they come out fighting, they've already got their rest that they need. They've already done the training and stuff that they need and got their rest, you know. It's going to be a really crazy thing to see all these athletes come out and start fighting from the get-go and I've seen it in some of these minor leagues and these little baseball games but I want to see it professionally and I feel like it's coming you know I know it's coming all these athletes and stuff these professional athletes have something to prove you know everybody like I said everybody's been sitting at home you gotta prove something, you know. 
people like Yadier Molina that uh, is off the Cardinals. Uh, like I said, I don't really follow baseball that much, but I know that Yadier Molina is a absolute beast. I've seen some videos with him covering the uh, first base, second base, and people try to steal him from him, and yeah, it's just no-go with him, you know. Anywho, sports are going to get crazy. People are going to find kids, and scouts are going to go and find kids from colleges that they didn't even think existed. That's because all these kids and all you know, they're tired of being cooped up. They they have a true talent. They have a true potential, you know. And when you bottle that up inside for a year <clears throat> I don't know. To me it just means havoc. It just means uh they're going to release that bottle eventually. And they might still get played out at the end of the season. They might get worn out. You know, they played so many games and everything. And they are still, I feel like, this energy and everything is still going to go on into 2022. So this, this isn't something that's short-lived, you know. Even with the smaller community, there's people that are coming out fighting, and uh, like I said, they've been practicing in their backyard, and there's other teams that haven't been practicing at all, and we're going to see, we're going to really see a turnout this year and see how many people were practicing during the COVID pandemic and how many people weren't. Other things, you know, that I'm going to talk about is uh, the reason why I'm staying at my mom's. Well, I uh, I usually don't stay at my mom's unless I have to. You know, sometimes I come over here and spend some time over here like I'm doing tonight, but I don't usually spend the night. Um, the reason why I'm staying at my mom's for the past couple days, since last night and tonight, well, it's because I have a bat in my apartment. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of people out there like, what? What? You got a fucking bat in your apartment? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I knew that bats were out there, but I didn't really think that, you know, bats are a thing here in the Midwest like they are, you know, and um, I had a little bat problem in the winter, it was cold, and I had some bats up in my attic, I'm pretty sure from... Uh, the noises that were they were making and the habits that they had. I was pretty sure there was bats up there in the winter. And I thought, oh, well, 
it's just probably because it's cold you know I'll let them finish out their hibernation and then they can leave well that's not the way that bats work you know bats they hibernate and everything but their nest is like when they leave and they come back next year they know exactly where their fucking nest was the year before so I don't know if it's uh from echolocation or if it's from their scent because a lot of bats they shit everywhere and part of their scent is the reason why they come back to the same cave or to the same place where they uh, hibernated for the winter. It's kind of like a dog, you know, they smell their, their same scent they come back. You could take a bat and remove him from his nest or his roost and he's going to come back. So you have to kill the bat or find a way to relocate him somewhere far away or something, you know. And I was getting ready to make a a podcast just like this, you know, I was sitting outside drinking, had maybe a couple beers out of a six pack, and I was going inside to get another one, and I was going to take a piss, you know, and I went inside my bedroom, because you have to go through my bedroom to get to the bathroom, and... When I went in my bedroom, and I went in the living room, I seen this thing flying around in my bedroom, and I'm like, at first it took me like five seconds or ten seconds to even think about what was going on right now. You know, I'm like, is this really a bat that's flying around in my fucking bedroom? You know? It was crazy. And so... I flip shit, you know, there's a bat flying around in my bedroom, I don't want to get rabies because it's rabies time, and you can literally get rabies from a scratch, or a bite, it doesn't matter, um, you could probably get rabies from just a bat landing on you and you have a a piece of broken skin from some other injury you know because rabies I think is more of like a bacterial uh, once it gets inside of a wound or anything it's really easy for you to contract it so anywho I went in my fucking uh, bathroom which is right next to my bedroom and I slammed the door And as I'm sitting in there, I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? How am I going to get out of here? You know, the bat is flying around in my bedroom. I got to go through my bedroom to get to the living room in order to get out of here, you know. And so I scared him, kind of. 
I looked back out the door, he was flying around in circles, and I made noises and banged on the wall and stuff, and so he made his way into my living room, which, I mean, still, again, was a problem, because in order to get out of my apartment, I had to go through my living room, you know? And so when I smacked on the wall, he was actually hanging right above the doorway that I would have took to get out of there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. And then he went and landed on the wall, but he was still catty corner right across from where I was looking. And I was scared shitless. I mean, a lot of people say bats aren't a problem and so on and so forth, but when they're in your when they're in your house and it's rabies season, yeah, there's a problem, you know. Any months that have R in it is a risk to uh, getting rabies. So, um. January, February, March, April, and then May, June, July, August, September is when you can contract rabies again. But anyways, it was really crazy, you know. And um, when I had a when I thought I had a problem in the winter time, I got a hold of my landlord, and I'm like, hey. I'm pretty sure that I have some bats in my, uh, in my, in the roof, you know, in the attic. And every time that I go out and try to drink beer or try to have a smoke on my balcony, um, a bat tries to fly down and attack me. You know, it happened like a couple times. And he asked me the question, well, are you sure that it's a bat? Do you think, could it be a bird? Could there be a bird's nest up there instead of a bat's nest? No. There's there's no way. You know, it's completely different. I've seen a lot of birds in my life growing up. Never had any birds at nighttime try and swoop down and attack me, for one. And for two, birds go to sleep at nighttime. You know, when the sun goes down, all the birds go to bed. There's a lot of lights and stuff around my apartment, street lights and stuff, where there's a lot of mosquitoes and bugs and stuff. And these bats love bugs, you know. So it's kind of made its little roost there, you know. And somehow it made itself into my apartment. And so I took all the shit that I could find quickly while I was still looking at the bat. Like, I wanted to keep my eye on it. You know, I didn't want it to swoop down and try and attack me while I was still picking stuff up in my apartment, you know. And, um, while I was texting my mother to come pick me up, you know, this bat was like, doing circles, it was flying around from corner to corner, and I turned on this sound app, I don't know a lot
lot of people that use it, but it's called Sonic. It's a Sonic sound app. And it's supposed to be able to um, deter bats, mosquitoes, and pretty much anything. You can set the wavelength at whatever you want. You can start out at 1 hertz, or you can take it all the way up to 30,000 hertz, or whatever you want, you know. I've used this before in the past when he was in my attic, you know, and it seemed to work pretty good, but, uh, the thing is, um, when they're inside, it's a completely different story. The wavelengths that the sound travels since it's in an enclosed space is different and they might sense echoes off of different walls that you know don't exist because you're pointing it at a certain wall you know but bats I didn't know this I did not know this but bats have um, there's 11,000 species well no 1100 species of bats and all of them use their eyesight to see there's a lot of people out there that say oh bats can't see they just use their echolocation or their sonar or whatever well bats actually use their eyes in a lot of moments you know I mean and um actually they can't see in the daytime and stuff they can't hunt and stuff like other predators and stuff with their eyes but they still use their eyes and they use echolocation when the sun goes down but they also cannot fly during moonless nights if the moon's not out they can't fly because they just they can't see you know they use that little bit of light off of the moon to be able to see still. So that's why a lot of nights when the moon's not out or whatever, you just don't see a lot of bats, you know. So I got to do my research. I mean, I love researching things and seeing what causes this or what's the solution to that, you know. <clears throat> and one of the things that I researched, not just besides the vision and how to get rid of bats and everything, but it was, um, they leave usually at dusk. So, and they love attics because um, they want to try to keep cool in the summer. Um, but in the winter time, they love attics because all the heat rises out of your apartment or whatever. And it's like the easiest way for them to keep alive. You know, I mean... <clears throat> not quite sub-zero when you're living above an apartment that's heated, you know, so 
Anywho, I got to do my research about bats, and I um, realized if you want to know how to get rid of something, you have to know how it lives. You know, how it reproduces, um, how it thrives, and what's comfortable for them and what isn't. You know, if you're an American citizen and you go and rent a hotel room and, eh, you're paying too much money and it's not that comfortable and everything, you're going to find somewhere else, you know. So it's the same thing with bats. And I found out that a bat can literally fit through a size that's six millimeters big. I don't know any of you that know how big six millimeters is, but six million six millimeters is very small. It's like the small of a size, um, like a very small hoop earring, like. You can literally make a fist with your hands and open it up a little bit. And that little opening that you have in your hand, you could probably get two bats that can squeeze through there. So that just tells you how small six millimeters is. It's very, very small. It's literally like a crack. And bats um, can get in there, make their roost. I've seen many pictures where um, there were literally hundreds of bats. And it's not, um, you know, it's part of nature. You know, you have this silly thing with nature that... Um, Mother Nature doesn't care. And she has this thing that if you disrespect her, if you disrespect Mother Nature, then you've got a problem. You know, I mean, Mother Nature doesn't care. So, and if you were to live there or if you were to leave there, whether the place was vacant or not, they're still going to uh, thrive the way that they've been doing, right? And uh, so I asked the landlord, because he's all like, you know, (laughs) when I texted him at three or whatever in the morning, I told him, we got a problem. You know, we got a bat flying around in here, and I told you about this in the past, and you didn't want to work with it. Well, guess what? Now we have a full-blown problem. So, supposedly, he hired somebody to come in there and remove the bat, but it's like $400, $500 for somebody to come in 
and remove a bat. And I don't believe that he paid a company to come in and do that, you know. I asked him, uh, well, how many bats are out there? Was it just one? You know, how did it get in there? Because he kept asking me, well, did I leave a window open? No, I don't leave windows open. You know, I've got a window air unit that's in there. It's taped up and everything that you put in there. But, no, there's no need for me to have windows open, you know. So, it either came in through the ceiling or through a crack or something. And there's a small bedroom that's off off the side of my bedroom that has a drop ceiling in it. You know, it's not, the ceiling isn't finished. You know, there's, it's got a drop ceiling and then I'm sure there's other ceiling that has cracks and stuff in it, you know. I'm almost 80 to 100% positive that that's how the bat got in there. They got through that drop ceiling, got in through the roof, and crawled its way underneath that small bedroom door and didn't know how the fuck to get out. And um, I'm pretty sure that's the case. You know, like I said, the bat was probably scared shitless. It was probably, you know, didn't know what to think. You got this fucking guy flailing around, shouting with certain, uh, you know, pounding on the walls and different stuff. I'm sure that bat was scared shitless. It's not where the fuck it's supposed to be, but at the same time, um, I was scared probably just as more as the bat. So, I don't know. I mean, I really don't want to get rabies, you know, and all it takes is a scratch. And with those hooks that they have on their wings, that's how they grab onto things. So, you know, it, it doesn't just matter about if they bite you, but if a bat scratches you, you still have the chance of rabies, you know, and I don't know if anybody's ever done their research on rabies, but if you get online and you research it, it's, you're going to have to be on shots or vaccinations or whatever for the rest of your life, and they're not cheap, you know, it's very expensive. So, um, and then not to mention that you're on those vaccines, but what's going to happen later down the road to your mind and your body? You know, it's going to start breaking down. It's going to start, the rabies is going to kind of take over and there's no other vaccine out there that kills off rabies completely with one vaccine so 
you got very numerous vaccines that you're going to have to take for months and months and months, if not years, you know, I mean, it's going to probably be for the rest of your life, because rabies is just that deadly, you know, it, it affects your mind and a whole bunch of stuff, you know, I mean, and once it attaches to your mind and starts affecting it, you just, you can't fight it. You know, because there's no drugs out there that can um, go through all the channels and systems to get to your mind. You know, uh, there's no there's no uh, drug out there that can get through to your brain. And basically, that's what rabies does. Once it gets into your brain, you're fucked. You're done. And it's very, very fast. You know, it's not something that takes a week or whatever, you know. It's already in your brain probably by a week. You know, it's very, very fast. And there's many other fungal infections you might get through your bloodstream uh, I've been reading up on a lot of different fungal infections because uh, some of the guano and bat shit that comes out of the bats causes, uh, what do they call it? Uh, I don't have a laptop or anything next to me. I'm just kind of going off the top of my mind, but I think it's called hypo... To hypodeformis. Hypodeformis. No, it's not called that. But it's basically a fungal infection that you breathe in through your nose, it gets into your sinuses, it gets into your brain, your bloodstream, and when you inhale fungus or spores from mold or mildew or this fungus that grows off of bat guano um it's kind of a whole new thing you know like you experience the cold you know how to go through the cold and everything but you know if you ever contracted one of these serious diseases I don't have medical insurance, I don't have a doctor, I get all of my, um, most of my, uh, diagnosis, or diagnoses, whatever you want to call it, from Google, and it's from taking multiple sources and saying, okay, this is the symptoms that I have, oh, yep, this, this website says the same, and so does this one, and so does this one, you know, pretty good chance they got a, a fungal skin infection, let's just say that, there are so many different skin infections that, you know, 
I've been really big into endocrinology and cardiology and big things like that, you know, on researching things and different drugs that also interact with that or affect that. And I've always been that way. I've always done my research, but whenever my mother had to have her heart ablation done, there are many drugs and procedures that I, uh, um, researched so anyways that being said with my chest wall injury and my mother's heart problems and everything and me researching shit I've just came across the fact that um, first of all what's been going wrong with me is a gluten rash I don't know if anybody's ever heard of a gluten rash before, but I've been very sensitive to processed foods, packaged foods, anything with gluten in it. Uh, it changes your hormones in your system. And it produces those hormones throughout your skin. So you start pushing up these uh, bumps or pustules, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and people think, oh, it's a white head. Because it looks like a white head or a black head or something. But it doesn't have anything in it. It's just pus or um, a lot of times you won't have anything in it at all. It'll just kind of itch. Kind of like a little bump that comes up, you know. And it kind of looks like you could have herpes or something on your arm. You know, it's got that little bump, you know, it kind of itches. Um, from my research and everything, there are dermatologist skin conditions called dermatitis hepatiformis. Um, Either way, it's an autoimmune disorder that causes hormones to be flushed into your skin. There's a whole bunch of different fungus infections and stuff that you would never even think about. You know, I mean, ringworm is the same uh, bacteria that causes yeast infections in males, which is called jock itch there's a lot of males that get jock itch which I never knew what jock itch was because I never had it well <clears throat> there are a lot of different skin conditions that you can get and nobody ever talks about it you know I mean you have people that get acne they get boils they get cysts they get their skin starts changing <clears throat> And the only reason is because of their diet or because of a hormone problem. And one of the main reasons why your skin will change is because of a hormone problem. Um, and I've been tired all the time lately, been really lazy. And I thought that it was a lack of vitamin D. It was a, it was a hormone problem, you know. And 
it probably very much is. But you also have to fight the inside with the outside. And when you get skin infections like athlete's foot or fungal infections or whatever, you have to use Selsun Blue or Head and Shoulders. Head and Shoulders and Selsun Blue is like literally the only uh, shampoos or whatever out there that has selenium sulfide in it. And a lot of people out there that are nerds like me that researched a whole bunch of different shit. Um, selenium sulfide is really good towards fighting fungal infections. It doesn't matter if it's a yeast infection of your junk. It doesn't matter if you got uh, dermatitis or uh, you got uh, dandruff on your scalp, you know. So a lot of things get cured with using cells in blue or uh, head and shoulders. I'd really rather people buy cells in blue because head and shoulders is kind of like eh. But either way, there's been a lot of research I've been doing in dermatology. I've been studying cardiology and endocrinology, like I said, <clears throat> and just just looking at the drugs that these people give you and saying, okay, well, I could have adverse reactions to this, you know, I mean, certain drugs work for certain people, certain things work for certain people, certain techniques, um, but I've had very good success rate, um, not just with the cyst that I got on my tailbone, you know, I've been using dial antibacterial, but I've also been using Neosporin on it, and that's fine and everything, but I still have an underlying uh, skin condition, in my opinion. So, you know, my skin kind of gets itchy sometimes. Uh, at first, I thought maybe I had psoriasis. Uh, a mild case of it, you know, because I'd sit there in bed and it feels like there's bugs crawling on your ankles or on your legs or whatever and there's nothing there. And so I thought, well, maybe it's, you know, so there's no real way to really know what it is until I take a biopsy of it which is, it means taking a skin, a chunk out of my skin, and sending it off to <laughs> the laboratory, which I'm not going to do that. But, there are many people every year that get uh, ringworm, 
There's many people that get jock itch, and there's many people that get athlete's foot. You know, it's a very common thing. So, those same bacteria and stuff that causes that also causes other complications, you know. And if you have an autoimmune disorder to where your skin cannot reproduce new skin cells or, you know, then you're going to have problems. It's also the same reason, I mean, I don't think that I have an autoimmune disorder, but it takes a long time for my uh, scars to heal up. You know, if I was to scratch myself and get a good cut somewhere, it'd take a while for my body to heal it up. And you can say that, oh, it's because you're 30 years old. Once you get older, you know, it's a lot harder for your body to heal. Um, I just think a lot of people are naive. You know, when you actually start doing the research and you think, you know, okay, this could be possibly wrong. I'm going to go ahead and treat it for that. And if it doesn't work, then it just doesn't work. <clears throat> Too many people go to the hospital and, oh, it's, you know, this or that. And I'll say six to eight times out of ten, they could have avoided that. They could have just tried something at home and it would have resolved itself. Instead of having a thousand dollar medical bill or more, you know, I mean, anywho, I'm, uh, really kind of getting to the end of this podcast, I had some other content that I was going to talk about tonight, but I've kind of kept it on the back burner, I'm going to kind of wait until another podcast, I'm at about 45 to 50 minutes and it's going to cut off here soon so go ahead and cut it off but just think about all the symptoms that you have and just cross reference them if you find a website that says this and that and this and that it's probably true when you go to a doctor they're going to ask you, what's your symptoms? What are you feeling? You know, and you're going to tell them, oh, I've been having this wrong, I've been having that wrong, blah, blah, blah. Well, only you really know how bad you're really hurting or what's going on in your own body, you know. So, I like to use that pain skill of 1 to 10 and blah, blah, blah. Well, anywho, I'm a example, a walking example of somebody who should have maybe went to the ER, maybe should have got that 
treatment, diagnosis, whatever, you know, from the doctors, but I chose to treat it by myself, right? No insurance, you know, there's just no possible way. If I go up here, I'm going to end up owing some money, you know, and so after I tried some home remedies on certain things and they went away, I thought to myself, well, that's probably half of the fight. That's, that's a smart thing to do. If you can save money and cure something on your own, do it. Don't fucking pay two, three thousand dollars out of your pocket to do something that you could have done at home. They're going to tell you the same stuff that you should have already known. You shouldn't be smoking cigarettes. You should be uh, eating healthier and all this other stuff. Anywho. I'm not a doctor. I'm not somebody that's been through medical school. But what I can say is if you try something and it works... Don't fix it. Don't change it. You know, if something doesn't work, you need to find professionals out there that can find something that works. So, there are going to be a lot of other podcasts coming up. Um, tonight, I didn't really even plan on making one, but I did. Um, so there's going to be other podcasts coming up and I, I feel like I can start making more podcasts than live videos on Facebook because I'm banned for another eight days at least, but I've kind of steered away from live videos now. So anywho, there's a lot of things that you need to know in life. I I never knew that bats could fit themselves through a six meter a six millimeter hole. I don't know if any of you have any uh, tool sets out there, but six millimeters is very, very small. It's like the size of my pinky finger around. I don't know. It's really hard to describe, but if something could squeeze through that, you know, the, the possibilities are almost endless. Especially in my apartment. Like I said, there's so many cracks and stuff. Probably on the roof, on the walls. It's all made out of brick. Who knows? You know? But I have been staying over here with my mom. That way, um, you can get it all, get the back cleared out of there and get the uh, ultrasonic sound system and stuff put in there. And <clears throat> He says it's safe to go back in there. So I've got all the text messages and everything on all the proof on everything that's happened. So, 
if I go back in there and I end up getting bit or attacked by a bat, then guess what? He's going to be responsible for all my vaccinations for the rest of my life and all the pain and suffering. So, when I go to sleep at night in there, I usually feel like I'm calm. I don't have anything to worry about. But now, now that I have to worry about (laughs) bugs and bats and a whole bunch of other shit. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know how I feel. You know, I mean, I really just want to tell them that I'm done uh, renting from him. But I don't have anywhere else to go, so. It's a, uh, it's a pretty bad thing, you know, I mean, when you have bat problems, it's a pretty bad thing, especially in the months where, like I said, they're carrying rabies, uh, things are... Things are are a whole lot different if you found a couple cockroaches or whatever in your apartment versus finding a bat flying around. There's a whole difference, you know. Not just um, the rabies that you can get, but the bat droppings and stuff that they uh, that they excrete. You know, I mean, it's like I said, it's fungus based. There is byproducts and fungus-based products uh, in their shit and in their piss, you know what I mean? It's kind of like dealing with a hamster. I mean, anybody who's ever dealt with a hamster knows that you got to constantly change their bedding and they stink and... They live in their own fucking shit, and they do not care, you know. It's the same thing with bats. They're pretty much a flying hamster (laughs) that can bite you and give you a disease. So, it's really scary. I mean, to me, bats fucking scare me more than spiders or snakes, A snake is only uh, limited to the ground, you know. If a snake crawls up to you, you say, oh, fuck you, you know, you get out of the way. But, or whatever. But, same thing with bugs, you know, you put out traps or you spray or, you know. But when it comes to bats, they can fly around whenever they want however they want, do whatever they want. They can shit on your bed, they can scratch the fuck out of you and bite you. Who knows? 
you know, I've never had a complete bat attack, but I have had them swoop in from time to time and try to attack me. Um, and what they say is bats are more scared of you than they are, than you are of them. Well, <clears throat> that's fine and dandy, but there's a lot of people out there with rabies, uh, problems that are getting vaccines and stuff now, so... Any month that has R in it, you're really susceptible to rabies. So January, February, March, April, and then May, June, July, August is fine. But then you got September, October, November, December. Those are all rabies months. So, anywho... I could make a longer podcast, but I have to end it because it's getting too long. And I'm going to end up going here and making a chicken bacon ranch pizza from Circle K and see how that turns out. Um, So until the next one, for all my Spotify listeners, my Anchor listeners, my Breaker listeners... Or my Pocket Cast listeners. Uh, it's something that this podcast stuff is something new to me. And it was a great honor to sit here like I do every day, like I do every night, and speak exactly what's on my mind. And I don't have to be silenced or blocked or banned for 30 days. And that's what I really like, really like about podcasts. I can really care less if I get paid for the podcast. But um, I really want to get my point out there. So there's a lot of uneducated young people out there and I can't get my point across to them because first of all we're not friends on Facebook and second of all even if we were I'm banned on Facebook for 30 days so well for another eight days but let's just say that Mark Zuckerberg is a um he's not really an American. He's not somebody who is for rights and everything. And that's all I'm going to leave that for until the next podcast. Uh, coming on 58 minutes right now. What I've said has been real. It's been from the heart, from my own opinion. And it was great. I actually enjoyed it. So until the next one, it was real. It was fun, but it wasn't real fun. See Jizzle and the Whizzle. Until the next one, deuces.